Senior year of college can be an especially nerve-wracking time where the rush to find the perfect first job is on top of everyone's mind. When Crestbridge alum Taryn Sanchez, a graduate of Vassar College, recalls her first job search, she also remembers the stress and uncertainty that it brought her, compounded by the pressure of what that job might mean for the rest of her career trajectory. After several years working at full-service advertising agencies, Taryn now serves as a campaign manager at a mental health institute in Texas, helping to bring greater public awareness to opening conversations about mental health. In this episode, she speaks with Allie Kirstein about how she navigated her career decisions and offers reassuring advice for any Questbridge scholar or alum who is also grappling with how to approach their job search. We are close to wrapping up this season and are so thankful to all our guests and our amazing hosts for their candid conversations and perspectives. I hope these honest reflections from our alumni have shown you that there isn't one right approach to being quote unquote successful. Just remain open to opportunities, surround yourself with supporters, and maybe above all, take care of yourself. I'm Grace Sun, and this is The Quest Continues. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Quest Continues. This is Allie Kirstein, one of your hosts for this podcast series. And today I am joined by Taryn Sanchez, who is a campaign manager at the Meadows Mental Health Policy Institute, managing their OK to Say campaign. We are really excited to have you, Taryn. You are working in a really relevant field these days with um, you know, COVID-19 and all of the mental health awareness that it's brought to the forefront. So I'm excited for our conversation today. Before I hand it over to you, I always like to have a little bit of a warm up with our guests. So I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Just a one word answer. First thing that comes to mind. Best fast food chain French fries. McDonald's. Hard shell or soft shell tacos. Hard shell. Morning person or night owl. Totally a morning person. Cats, dogs, or neither? I love dogs. Would you rather change the past or see the future? See the future. I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk about all of your future and past and present today. I'm going to hand it over to you, and it'd be great if you could give our listeners a quick introduction, you know, maybe a quick elevator pitch of what exactly a campaign manager does in general? So I currently live in Austin, Texas, and I serve as the campaign manager for OK to Say at the Meadows Mental Health Policy Institute. We're a public awareness campaign with a mission to talk openly about mental health. We really help our, you know, help decrease the stigma around talking around mental illness and help helping people start conversations that lead to mental health recovery. And so, you know, my, my day-to-day job, really, as a campaign manager, I wear many different hats. There are several different aspects of my job as far as working with different partners and, and also our social media and website updates and, and many other aspects of the campaign. So I'm very busy, but it's a very fun job. Awesome. And what would you say is your favorite part of the job? And what is one part that you could maybe go without? 
Um, you know, really my favorite part of my job is the is the purpose and the mission of what I do. And so I really feel passionate about mental health and mental health advocacy, working on a campaign that helps people to more conversations that lead to mental health recovery. I think that's really awesome part of my job. I think as far as I mentioned before, I wear many hats and one of those being social media, I think because I manage all of our accounts, I think I'm on more social media more often than I need to be. I think that part of my job, I, I sometimes feel like I need to just deconnect from technology and social media and and really um, just tune off for a little bit more intentionally in this role. Yeah, that's funny. I feel like a lot of people, it's the total opposite that we don't use social media at work. And so, you know, when we get a 10 minute break in the day, we get to kind of turn our mind off. Um, but you have to be intentional about doing the opposite. And you mentioned that you work with partners. What's an example of a partner that that you work with? And is that common across the, I guess, campaign manager field to have to manage those partner relationships? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we partner primarily right now with uh, mental health organizations. So our campaign is more about awareness. We tie back to partners who want to help spread our mission, which is to talk openly about mental health. We have partners, different NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness um, chapters. We also partner with college and universities and workplaces. And we also are partnering with the Girl Scouts to launch a statewide Girl Scout mental health patch. That's amazing. That is such, that's an awesome fun fact. And I really appreciate that, I guess, your team, you are going across the full spectrum for partnerships and you have to be really innovative when it comes to reaching people and speaking about mental health. Everyone and anyone can, you know, start a conversation about mental health. And I think, yeah, our goal to reach is as many people as possible just to help make it okay just to talk about mental health because there's such a persistent stigma in our society. Absolutely. And you were you were not always a campaign manager in this incredible organization. Um, if we were to take a step back, you graduated from Vassar. Why don't you take us a little bit down that path? What happened next? So I... Graduated in my senior year, I, I felt really motivated just to get a job right after college. So I remember feeling very stressed and applied several different places throughout my senior year and interviewed and, and really nothing quite panned out. So I moved back from New York, um, back to Colorado and started looking for jobs in Colorado. I felt so confused about what I wanted to do and what my career path would be. But I think after exploring, you know, many different options and applying to several places, I, I finally landed an internship at a marketing agency in Denver. And so I started my first, quote, real job as an intern in the account service department. And it was an amazing learning opportunity. And I got to learn all the different departments in an advertising agency and work on a, a lot of different accounts. 
you know, after that, I, I kind of just moved up the career ladder in the marketing and advertising area. And so I, I stayed within the account service department. So I then got a full-time position as an account coordinator. And then I also worked at a, another agency in Memphis, Tennessee, where I also worked on the account service department. For those of you not in the advertising world, account service is really the liaison between the client and then the creative team. So you're working with a lot of different people and managing projects and helping people connect ideas to, you know, marketing projects. Yeah. And it sounds like it's very relevant experience to what you ultimately ended up doing now. So you said that one of your favorite parts of your current job is the purpose and the mission. I'm assuming that your first job out of school was not on projects that were mission-driven. Was there a moment where you realized that there was this piece inside of you that really wanted to focus on mission and really wanted to be purpose-driven? Or was that kind of always inside of you and you just kind of found other avenues while you were working in your first couple jobs? I would say in the advertising agency world, there's definitely opportunities to work on mission-driven work. So I worked on a number of different nonprofit clients or clients with a social impact mission. I think what, you know, as I grew into my role, I kind of discovered what fulfills me and what I don't know that fulfills me. And so I went into this new job opportunity with kind of a urge to explore more about what I didn't know about myself. I I kind of only knew the advertising world. You know, I really enjoyed what I did and the people that I worked with and a lot of the clients that I worked on. But I also wanted to explore a role where I was working full time in something that I really felt passionate about and, you know, want to invest my energy into. And how did you go about that search process when you knew that you wanted to focus on something that you were more passionate about on a day-to-day basis rather than maybe just project to project? I found this next opportunity kind of by luck. I approached my job search primarily through online and networking in person in Austin, but I I found this opportunity just through a, a LinkedIn search and, you know, applied through the traditional contact. And I think as far as this opportunity unique to some of the other ones I was applying for, you know, the application process, I emailed directly the hiring manager and was able to connect with the person I'd be working with right off the bat. And, you know, some of the other job opportunities, even the layers of interview process or layers of the applicant tracking system, it felt really inauthentic and and kind of cumbersome. And so I was really fortunate to find this opportunity and, and just land it through a LinkedIn search. That's awesome. I think that a lot of people, you know, and a lot of opportunities do come from networking and, you know, who you know that works at certain companies. But a lot of times we also just have to put in the work and, you know, apply to the jobs on LinkedIn and that's that's how you're going to find them. Yeah, I would say, you know, right after college I I did 
fine luck getting my foot into the door into my internship through one of my friend's dads. And so I would say, you know, when you're looking for careers and job opportunities, have all doors open, you know, that I don't think there's one rhyme or reason how people land jobs. So I think the more apples you put in baskets and the more techniques you try, I think the the more successful you'll be. That's a great point. And I'd like to go back to something else you mentioned about your job search coming out of college. You mentioned that you were a little confused about what you wanted to do. Um, you know, you just felt pressure to find a job. So what what was that pressure stemming from and how did you navigate it as you were going through your first job search? So yeah, when I look back, my job search was all over the place and I was really worried about what if I made a bad decision? You don't really have any experience of what certain jobs look like on a day-to-day basis and sometimes you don't really know what that job would lead to in a career trajectory. So not knowing a lot about both jobs and the career trajectories, I was, you know, nervous about what if I didn't like a role or what if that role didn't pivot me to a career trajectory that I wanted to go in. And so I think all of those fears as I was job searching on top of, I just need to find a job, were pressuring me. I think looking back, I would tell myself there's really, there's really no wrong choice. And I think really what I would tell myself is inaction is the wrong choice. So thinking and being too deliberate about every little decision. And because I think, you know, once you explore an internship or even an entry level job or take that first step, you really know more about that and can explore that job and yourself and, and, and pivot when you need to. And so knowing that you have the agency to make that pivot when that role or job is no longer serving you um, is I would I would have loved to hear that back then because it would be comforting to know that there's no wrong decision. I needed to hear that now. So it's not just for it's not just for new graduates. I think it's so important to keep that in mind and especially those of us that come from the Questbridge community, you know, one of the universal themes is that we are all high achievers and we all feel pressures from different areas, but that pressure to find something perfect is so prevalent in your first job search. And I wish that even whether it be career services, professors, friends, I don't know who, but I agree. I wish someone had voiced to me that Your first job is not going to make or break the rest of your career. Of course, it's important, but you will build on it. And no decision is for the rest of your life. You can, like you said, you can always pivot. Exactly. And so it sounds, you know, knowing that nothing is forever and we can make these pivots, we will continue to have to make these pivots and we will continue to have to make important decisions when it comes to life and our career. So what are some influencers, whether it be positive or negative, you know, is it excitement? Is it fear? Um, What are some of those influences that drive your decision-making when it comes to your career? Yeah. When I, when I'm thinking about my decisions of, you know, how I 
chosen my past roles and my current roles, I kind of look at it in a, a variety of different aspects. One, you know, looking at a career decision, is the job fulfilling to me on a personal level? Is, is it fulfilling? Uh, you know, is it making me happy? Do I enjoy what I do on a day-to-day basis? And then two, is the job really making a positive impact in the world and bettering society? So I ask myself, how is this job impacting the world? And and really the combination of those two questions, I, I feel like have really weighed on me to pick my roles and, and to drive me into the direction I have gone in. And I think it's so admirable that you know kind of what those important drivers are, whether, you know, if you want to call them your criteria. Before we close, you know, it sounds like you love the work that you're doing, but in general, as you look forward to how you're going to continue to professionally develop yourself, whether that be in a new career or not, what's next for you? You know, I... I think what's next for me is continuing to grow in my position, whether that be through professional development classes or books or just really taking time to understand the nuances of my role. I think personal development, I I think, is like a hobby of mine, maybe. I, you know, love reading those types of books. And I think a lot of Quest Bridgers can relate to that, just trying to be the best versions of themselves. Definitely. Do you have a go-to recommendation for personal or professional development books that you've read? One of my favorites is Radical Candor. That's a, a great one that I, I read last year. I think it has some really great insights around, again, what motivates people in their roles and learning more about different people. So I, I love that book. Great. Well, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you today, Taryn. It's been an absolute delight. And thank you so much for joining us. I know our listeners will love listening in. Thank you, Allie. The Quest Continues is a production of QuestBridge, a nonprofit organization that connects top students from low-income backgrounds with opportunities at outstanding colleges and universities. Once again, thank you to Allie Kirstein for conducting this interview and to Taryn for helping to bring light to the important work she is doing and for sharing her career journey with us. If you would like to learn more about QuestBridge, please visit us at questbridge.org. If you would like to give us feedback about this podcast, or if you are interested in contacting Taryn directly, please email us at alumni at questbridge.org. Thank you. We hope you join us next time for The Quest Continues.